Gain five. Fourth and five, and that's it. Kirk Ferentz and Lovey Smith will be at midfield. And the Hawkeyes win it here today. 63 to nothing over Illinois. And Kirk Ferentz gets his 150th win. Long chat with Lovey Smith. Two teams will cross at midfield. And the Hawkeyes come to Champaign on a purpose to end a three-game losing streak. Extend their streak in the series over Illinois to five. And uh, they win it here today, 63 to nothing over Illinois. Oh, boy. Ooh. That could have gone a little better. Tweak a few things here and there, perhaps. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Scott Beatty alongside Michael Martin. The Fasteners Etc. post-game show is coming up. First, our rapid reaction, and there's not a whole lot of ways to sugarcoat this one. It was an ugly one, 63 to nothing. Michael Martin, I'm not sure that there was anything that went well today. It was a really, really tough game to watch. Uh, I feel for the seniors, it's a really emotional time going through a final game at Memorial Stadium. Um, I remember my last game two years ago. Um, it's it's tough for them. Yeah, it is. It, and this was troublesome from the get-go. There was a lot of hope that uh, Illinois might be able to solve the rushing defense of Iowa, but Illinois' defense was problematic. Special teams didn't particularly perform well. I guess if you want to point to one bright spot, Rayvon Bonner gets his first 100-yard game. Illinois outmanned, outplayed, outmaneuvered today at Memorial Stadium for Senior Day at Memorial Stadium. Our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management for over 45 years, striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. As always, you're up next. You can join us on the PNC Bank phone line, 3569397. The Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 351-5357. You are up next here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Sargent is the tailback. Snap back to Stanley. Looking right, now left. Throws it behind his receiver. It's deflected and intercepted. The Illini have the interception. Delshawn Phillips winds up with it at the Hawkeye 41. And there's your first turnover of the game. And behind the receiver, deflected, went back to the east, right to the arms of the senior, Delshawn Phillips. That was about the... Good thing that happened today, unfortunately, for Iowa, for Illinois on the field. Delshawn Phillips with the interception. Illinois' 15th as a team this year. But the Illini could not capitalize on that early turnover. Iowa went on to score first and often. 63-0 the final. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. I'm Scott Beatty. Along with former Illini Michael Martin, we're here for... uh, we're here for you, for your chance to share your thoughts and questions and comments after this ball game. The PNC Bank fan line is 3569397, and the Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 3515357. Let's go to the phone lines as we open it up. First up here, we go down to Oklahoma and Ken. Hello, Ken. Well, hello, Scott. Uh I just want to let you know that I appreciate the allowing you to allowing me to hear the 
the broadcast down here. It's, it's a long way, as you know, but I enjoy, I listen to all the games, but I'm a little bit disturbed about the game today. I'm telling you, 63 to nothing. Who are we kidding? Uh, I don't know. Is Lovey in his third year of a five-year contract? Uh, it's a six-year deal. I think so. Six-year deal. Right? Yeah, he's in his third year of a six-year deal. Okay, okay. Well, one thing I can't understand, the play calling. You know, there was one time it was fourth and, and one, instead of instead of uh, passing the ball or trying to get a foot down, we punt, and they blocked us, the, the punt and went all the way. So who's calling the plays here? Uh, that's absolutely lovey. In, so the offensive coordinator, Rod Smith, will call the type of play, but whether you go for it or punt, that is coach's decision, head coach's decision. That's always the case, and Lovey elected to punt there. Well, this is his first year, isn't it, Rod Smith? Yes. Oh, boy. Where did we get him from? Did he come from Oklahoma? No, he came from Arizona. Oh, okay, Arizona. Yep. Okay, well, thank you for taking my call. I'll listen to the other calls. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Ken. We're on Light Rock 97.5 tonight, Illinois Volleyball on our AM side on uh, News Talk 1400, and those folks will rejoin with us uh, after that. Now uh, we go to Atwood and John. Hello, John. You're on the Fasteners, et cetera, postgame show. Hi. How are you days? Doing it's fine. I wish day. we were talking about a win instead of a loss, but uh, yeah, we're doing well. Um, we're we're – uh, I enjoy the post-game show, and I don't call very often, but I've been a season ticket holder for 30 years, and I'm not renewing anymore as long as Lovey Smith's the coach. I'm sorry. We don't have any defense at all. We have very little talent. I know you need to I know you need to improve the talent. I just don't think we're going to get the ball players to come anymore. I'm really, I like uh, the offensive coordinator. I think he does a good job. Had a bad day today, but you look at our season, and he's had a lot of good days, and and he's uh, he seems to know what he's doing, and and we we are we're going to lose recruits over over this kind of a thing, and and it was a it was a statement by Iowa that that they scored 63 points and we scored none. We I'm sorry, but uh, you know it it just can't keep going on the way it is. Because we 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 need more talent, and we're not going to get it. Uh, Lovey's uh, uh, he was a good coach at the Bears, but he couldn't he couldn't turn that program around, and he's not going to turn ours around. And I'm ready to cut bait and run. And I I'll sit back and listen to you guys. I have no defense, no, nothing. You give up 55, 61 points, have all these things just it's really frustrating for me and and i enjoy the game of football probably as more than than anything that i that i do so thank you hey john yes yeah and i how long have you had season tickets 30 years 30 years so i understand you're frustrated i mean this is this was just a bad game this is a bad loss i was there when Garrett I had season tickets when Gary Moeller was coach. Yeah, but there's been some yeah, other bad. You know, there's been some other bad seasons. There's been other bad teams. Don't get me wrong. There's been other bad teams. I haven't been happy with Illinois though since they fired Ron Zook. Um, but I thought we'll get better. We'll get better. And 
and I do like Josh Whitman. I think he's a he's a good Illini guy, and and I really like Josh. But but uh, it's just the time where I've got to cut fit, cut bait and run when they, uh, you know, I make and I've been Grant May person. So you know, I'm just I'm just not I'm not coming back until we decide we're going to do something. And if it means buying Lovey out of the three year three years and finding some young guy to come in there and start over. Uh, I don't think we can get any lower, fellas. I'm sorry. All right. Hey, thanks for calling in, John. Appreciate it. Yeah. 356-9397 is the number to call. Scott Beatty here with Michael Martin. Well, I'm just sorry to hear that John is cutting bait and running after 30 years. Uh, he's definitely been through some hard seasons. I think Ron Turner had a defeated season where he didn't yeah. win a single game. Um, we've been through worse, and it's disappointing to hear that, but I understand the sentiment. It's very, very tough to be an Illini fan sometimes, but that's who we are. We're we're here through thick and thin. Yeah, that was my kind of my point too. Is like there's been worse that you you know you've been. Is this a straw that broke the camel's back? Or and also you know hey, don't do something rash just after this game. You know wait wait and kind of look at the whole picture. All right, Jim in Rockford is next with us. Hello, Jim. Hang on, Jim. John, you're doing the right thing. Hang on, Jim. I'm sorry. I pushed the wrong button. Start again. How are you? How are you? Okay. Go for it. Good. Hey, so the previous caller, God bless him for doing it. There needs to be more of this because what fans don't understand is when you show up to see this hot garbage every week, all you're doing is endorsing what Whitman is and what Lovey's doing. It's not working. This is the third year of it. And I sit back from a couple days ago and have to read quote after quote after quote of our esteemed chancellor at some event in Chicago talking about the state of the athletic department. And his defense was that if fans of opposing teams get in your face about the quality of of football and basketball at Illinois, that we need to remind them that we have more Nobel Prize winners than any other school. And if that's not a sign from an administrative standpoint that he just doesn't get it, I don't know what it is. I don't care one bit about Nobel Prize winners when it comes to athletics. It's the most outrageous comment, but that's just the indictment of over 25 years of absolute garbage running this school and having no clue what to do with athletics. And now we have an athletic director, Josh Whitman. The jury is out on him because he's done nothing to prove he's successful at Illinois. And this is what we get with football. We've got three more years and a $10.5 million buyout. Scott, I think you were just saying here before you took my call about a potential overreaction because of this bad game. How many more 60-point outbursts do we have to give up in the third year of a defensive-minded coach before we sit here and say this isn't working? I'm just absolutely fed up. In my closing comment, I seriously have to wonder, any kid that's above a two-star, I have to wonder about their true desire to be successful and be a winner in college football. Why in the world would you want to come to this cesspool? All right. Thanks, Jim. I guess, uh, except for the, I kind of disagree with the word cesspool there. I think there's a lot more than, this isn't a cesspool. I think it's a football program that's struggling right now. But you're not alone in the frustration. Okay, we go to uh, I-57, and John, you're up on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Hi, John. And I'm embarrassed by those two last calls, okay? I'm on driving to an airport because I live in Arizona. Illinois fans stink. They're fair-weather fans, okay? The fact is is that they badmouth their teams. They don't show up at games. 
sure it's hard to recruit. It's hard to recruit when the stands are empty. And don't say, oh, you got to give me a winning team and I'll It's easy. That's easy. If you're a true fan, you want them to succeed. And frankly, they're not going to succeed when guys are pulling their tickets. Uh, they can't hire coaches that way. When the stands are empty, and I'm sorry, I love the University of Illinois. I've seen them since the last time they won a, the Rose Bowl. I was a senior at all. They're in very, but I stick with them. I'm not some stuck-up guy who sits watching television and thinks I know something about football. Uh, I've seen them through the thin years. You're right. Ron Turner had a season he didn't win a game, and by gosh, all the Sugar Bowl. Ron Zook's first two years were a disaster. The third year we did go to the Rose Bowl. Okay, Lovey probably inherited less than did either of those previous coaches. I mean, there's some good guys. But if you don't give a coach four years, you obviously don't understand what it's like trying to get linemen for college football. I, I'm just I'm just disgusted at Illinois fans. So uh, thanks for taking my call. I will be at the game at Northwestern. They can watch it on television if they want or not. Thank you. Fair point. And uh, we salute your, uh, your, your, your loyalty there. And this is frustrating. And my point about not doing anything rash is, you know, how else are you going to feel after a 63 nothing beatdown? I mean, but this team has to pick it up and go back to work tomorrow or Monday, however the practice schedule works there, Michael. And uh, you can't just throw in the towel as a team right now. And uh, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, obviously as a fan, if you want to cut your season tickets after this, that's your prerogative. But I'm just saying, hey, I mean, the feeling you have here right now as opposed to what you'll have come winter time or next spring when there's some new hope or training camp time. That's just different. I'm not here to sell tickets to you. I'm just saying you've been going to games 30 years and all of a sudden now you're going to cut it off. I mean, you've been through worse. I'm saying, I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's not advisable to have a knee jerk reaction and go on that. It, in my experience, you need to think about things before you actually go and do them. Um, and I know that today was frustrating. Uh, I agree. I'm not happy either. But let's let's take a step back. How many wins did we have last year? Two. How many wins do we have this year? Four. Is that not progress? It's it's going to take time. It's going to be slow. It's going to be painful. But we're going to be okay. We're off and running. There are a lot of texts to get to, and we've got callers hanging on, and we will get to you as well. This is the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. The phone number is 356-9397. That's the PNC Bank fan line. PNC Bank, the official bank of the University of Illinois. And the Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 351-5357. Back with more right after this. And here's Stanley in the gun, waiting, throwing over the middle, got Fant, goal line, touchdown. Touchdown, Iowa. Nine yards to Noah Fant, big target at tight end, his seventh touchdown catch of the year. Well, Noah Fant, a very likely NFL prospect for Iowa, had kind of gone dormant the last few ball games for the Hawkeyes, but rejuvenated today, gets a touchdown there. Iowa's first score there in the first quarter, they go on to win it. 63 to nothing. They're up 35 nothing in the at halftime. It's the Fasteners Etc. post game show. Scott Beatty and Michael Martin with you. Thanks for being along. We're glad to do this as always. I know you wish we were talking about an Illinois win. 
but we're here for you either way. Back to the phone lines, and let's see. This is Eric in Muhammad. Eric, you've been waiting a little bit. Thanks for doing so. Your thoughts? No problem. Well, it was a bonehead move to get rid of Cubit, first of all. And a lot of his guys left, you know, uh, because of that. And then so here comes Longstreet, who was bought out of Chicago and bought out of Tampa Bay, was it last, prior to this. And you look where the frustration comes. A lot of people work real hard for their money. And you see $2.5 million, $3 million salaries, plus try to name some of the assistants, coaches, and stuff that are half a million dollars a year plus. You know, it's a business, a badly run one at that. And, you know, in all due respect, the whole the whole thing is, is, is skewed forever because unless they start distributing the players equitably, and that means coming out of high school. You can't – recruiting should be just stopped. There's a draft coming out of high school, and I don't purport to uh, know exactly what how that system would take place, but the, the squeakiest wheel would get the oil. And then you'd start to find out that coaches are not so amazing when the players are distributed equitably. And then you start seeing who can really coach because, you know, they've got, you know, they got the soldiers. So until something like that happens, you can expect more of this. Now, as far as Levy staying on, I say let him stay on. I wouldn't want to pay, pay that buyout. I mean, an honorable man would walk away and say, look, it didn't work. You know, I made five, six, nine million dollars here. I'm going to hit the road, and listen, I want to get bless you guys. Take that money you would have paid me for a buyout because I've got more than I'll ever need, and and, uh, and go and get yourself somebody else that might work for you. And that's kind of what I'm thinking. All right. Uh, thanks for the call. A little bit all over there. Same as a bonehead move to get rid of Bill Cubitt, but yet wants Lovey to stay. I, I Look, I, I getting rid of Bill Cubitt was – not a bonehead move, and I don't mean that in a disparaging way to Bill Cubitt because I think he is a fantastic person. My brief personal interactions confirm that, and the way other people talk about him do uh, confirms that as well. But Josh Whitman went out and made a bold hire that made a splash, that made noise, that was set Illinois on a course to to possibly rebuild and turn things around. Will it work? That's still up in the air about whether long-term Lovey Smith is a successful hire. But to say it was a bonehead move, no. Josh Whitman was making a bold strategic move. 351-5357 is the PNC Bank fan line. Jake in Naperville says, I'm not sure why I keep insisting on going to every game. I'm tired of walking out disgusted. There were only Iowa fans around me, and they thought it was comical by the second quarter. I'm tired of this, but I'll see you guys next week at Northwestern. See, now there's the spirit. Hey, you know what? Loyalty, I always appreciate loyalty. I know from personal experience as a player and a fan, uh, there are some things that can be said about Iowa fans. But um, as long as you're coming out and showing your orange and blue, I really appreciate you. Uh, A 217 texture says, I'd like to say it wasn't as bad as when I saw Penn State score 56 points in the first half back in 2006, except it was. Does Martin O'Donnell have any hair left? It sounds like he pulled it all out. <laughs> well, Bill, uh, I was uh, sitting behind Martin for part of the game, and he does indeed have hair. <laughs> Probably a few less than before, but 
And Benny says, I'm not a fair weather fan, but if Lovey Smith can't turn things around in year four, fire him, pay him his money, and hire Tim Brewster. He's a former Alina. All kinds of solutions being offered up here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Illinois falls to Northwest to uh, Iowa, I beg your pardon, 63 to nothing. And let's see, time for a check of our scoreboard. It's brought to you by Allstate agent Craig Dedimore. With offices in Champaign and Decatur, you're in good hands with Allstate agent Craig Dedimore. Producer extraordinaire Evan Kahn has come on in for a look at everything else that is going on. And kind of a crazy day in the Big Ten. Yeah, a crazy day across the board uh, in college football. But we will start in the Big Ten. Michigan, they were able to survive Indiana. They won 31-20. to Another survival out in Maryland. We probably heard about that one a couple times ohio state won in overtime 52 to 51 on a failed two-point conversion by maryland there penn state they haven't looked so good since that win against illinois they only put up 20 against rutgers but that was enough to win 22 7 northwestern hangs on against minnesota up in minneapolis 24 to 14 a low scoring affair out in lincoln but nebraska comes away the winner over michigan state nine to six and a triple overtime game in purdue 47 to 44 wisconsin is the victor there just jeff brahm's final game at west lafayette right 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 most definitely yeah you say he's he's gone right it's I would give it an 85% chance. Do you think the players, how aware, aware are the players? Can they really shut that talk out, or do they know? I've got my speculation. but um, No, I'm just saying, if you were in that Purdue locker room, how much would you know about the talk in the media or wherever that he's going? Twitter is a very powerful thing, and the only way they can really get around that is that if they do a team-wide Twitter ban, which some teams have done um, across the country. And I don't think that's happened. We would have heard about it by now. They they know something's going on. I just don't know what. What what do you suppose would be, if you knew your coach was um, highly likely or expected to, at least by people outside, expected to leave the program, how would that affect you and your connection with him or your, your desire to play for him? Um, it depends on the situation. Uh, Assuming he's a stand-up guy, you right? Know, you know. It, it's not—it's not anything reflective about the character of the coach. Um, I, my redshirt junior year, I had coaches that uh, kind of knew that they were on their way out when Coach Cubit was named the true head coach, just because whether they agreed with him or didn't de- agree with him, wanted to get out. Um, it really changes their attitude about how they treat the individual players. Um, for right or wrong, it—it changed. What you feel as a player is oftentimes reflective of how the coach is feeling. Um, and I speculate that uh, there are rumblings of this last week, which may have, may have caused um, Jeff Brom to not coach as well or the players not to play as well against mm-hmm. Minnesota, which led to that, uh, that blowout. Yeah. And I, always, I only say that because of uh, I don't recall which year it was, but um, – the p- former Wisconsin coach before Paul Christ, uh, his last game with Wisconsin at the uh, at the Big Ten Championship where they got blown out, he was he knew he was on his way out, and his pl- his players played like it. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. I mean, certainly Purdue didn't play like that today, but but they did lose anyway. I I sidetracked you there, Evan, but appreciate the update. 
Let's yeah, do it again, shall we? Yeah, a lot of top 25 scores later. Okay, thanks much. Evan Kahn with us. He's uh, also our entire game day producer, highlight coordinator, and uh, all-around good guy. Fasteners Etc. postgame show. We're back with more in a moment. It's the Fasteners Etc. postgame show on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Gronewick is deep to receive the punt back at his own 25. Here comes the block. Picked up by Iowa and a block on the kick and running it out of bounds and the Hawkeyes have it inside the Illinois 10. Sorry to throw salt in the wound there, Michael Martin. <laughs> For the second week in the row, Illinois has gotten blocked on uh, a punt. That's usually not on the punter, right? If he's doing what he's supposed to be doing and moving fast enough, that's not on him. The, the thing about that particular play is that they didn't even have their punt return team out there. They had their base defense out with a returner subbed in for safety. And uh, one of their defensive linemen came off the left side, got his hand on the ball, and blocked the punt. They're doing that to be extra aggressive? Why do you do that? Well, it was a fourth and short situation, and we had gone for it previously and just keep it conservative. The thing is is that they they had been conservative on their uh, on their punt return the entire day up to that point. They, had, they would put two returners back there, um, which implies that they're going for the return instead of the block. Um, but they figured out that they can get some good pressure on us, and they uh, executed that. Uh, back to our text line at 351-5357. The highlight today was the Iowa interception from A.J. Bush on the two-yard line. There was a lot of lowlights. Uh, Roy in Park Ridge says a few years ago there was a regular caller blaming all of the Illini football misfortunes on the athletic director. We're now two athletic directors and three head coaches since then, and things are worse than ever. Whatever happened to that caller, this is worse than Jim Valick, Gary Moeller, Lou Tepper, and Tim Beckman. So where do we go for him from here? I, 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 I mean, I don't know what it accomplishes by saying this is worse than by comparing eras or something, but I just I'm not ready to accept this as the lowest low point because this still is a four-win team, which is better than it was two years ago, and you still can't rule out that there will be improvement next year. I, I'm not here to – I can't see the future. I can't predict – I mean, it's hard enough to predict week to week, let alone what next season will look like, but I'm just – I don't know how – I'm not ready to write this whole thing off yet. But another uh, texture here, Brian in Champaign says, we are beyond the point of no return until top players want to play here, which, let's face it, why would they? It's never going to get any better. This is a colossal disaster, embarrassing and dreadful, awful. The Atlanta do have some top players coming in. Yeah, this was an awful loss. This, this just was. Most definitely. It was not an ideal loss. But we do have some good talent coming in. Uh, Isaiah Williams, not... Not that of Isaiah Williams, another Isaiah Williams, for those unfamiliar. Uh, he's out of St. Uh, Teresa or Trinity. Trinity, Trinity yeah, Catholic, yeah. excuse me, um, down in the St. Louis area. Uh, Marquise Beeson is coming in, uh, who's a four- or five-star guy. Um, we have some key guys coming in. It's just they're not on the team right now, so it's really frustrating. 
Brian in Nebraska, I would like for somebody to point out one legitimate reason why we should retain this staff beyond this year. Recruiting? Nope. On the field performance? Nope. Sustainable progress? Nope. The saddest thing about this is that for once we actually invested a heavy sum of money in this program and the results are pathetic. We have the largest pool of money for assistant coaches in the league. We just paid millions of dollars for a can of spam. And and maybe I should say when, if, and if, and maybe I should say when Whitman retains the staff because he went all in in this failed experiment, then he should go too. Hire a D3 AD and you get D3 results. Barf. And a 773 texture says, I like Lovey. He isn't going anywhere and you can't tell everything after year three. But based on results, recruiting and showing progress, I give him a D minus so far. What grade do you guys give him? Uh, that's tough. And I, I don't know what, I don't know how you measure. I mean, if you measure just on wins, yeah, you, a D minus might be generous, but. Uh, you could also look at this as an incomplete. I mean, I think most most folks have looked at next year as the year that will be the, all right, where's this program at? Because if you're in the, well, Lovey's in his third year, you should show results camp then, or if you're in the, no, give him four years because he came late in the recruiting cycle. Next year is the year when uh, report cards are due. Most definitely. Uh, Coach Smith, Let's be honest here, my my senior year, which was Coach Smith's first year, he came in at March. All the recruiting was done. The only player that he brought in was Hardy Nickerson Jr., and he ended up being a key player on the team and is now currently playing in the NFL with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, so it's really hard to count his first year as a true product of what he wants in a football team. So really we're at two and a half I would say um, but did most I agree with Scott next year is definitely the year to say okay this is working or no this is not working and whether a changer is going to be made or not I'm not sure it's the fasters etc post game show talking about in the line I lost today to Iowa 63 to nothing two years ago Iowa came in and shut out the Illini 28 to nothing. Iowa's now won five straight in the series, all since the geographic division alignment of East and West came about. Before that, these two teams hadn't played since 2008. If, uh, if I were to, uh, coming into this, I thought this was the, the game you had a better chance of winning of the final two because Iowa was kind of down. You have the senior day emotion. You have, um, uh, just you know, they're running a more basic offense. I thought maybe, it, maybe this was just about better than a puncher's chance, as I talked about this week on, on Sports Talk. Um, I, I think what's disappointed me the most about this Illini team this year is the bigger the moment, the less they have been able to produce. It seems to just have gone that way, you know. They, they played so well against Minnesota, but at that you know, you're feeling dejected. But then this week, senior day, and you're still fighting for a bowl, and you, you, you just put a big fat zero on the board. That's just disappointing. I would have thought there would have been a little bit more out of this team. But I think one thing we haven't talked about yet is this is a banged-up team at this point. And the coaches and Lovey will talk about it. Well, we're banged up a little bit, but there are a lot of guys out, and maybe we're not appreciating that enough. Most definitely. it's It's hard to... It's hard to play any position if you're the third string or fourth string guy, which, let's face it, Illinois has had to do it running back. Uh, Reggie Corbin's been a bit banged up. Mike Epstein is probably out for the year if he doesn't come back next year, uh, next game. Excuse me. 
Um, it's going to take some time uh, to really figure out what we have. But when you have guys get injured on offense and defense, your starters, you get it's next man up. Yeah, every team does that. But what happens is that a lot of those backups play a lot of special teams, which feeds into um, having less experienced guys fill in those roles on the special teams when those special teams players get called up to the first team. And we've seen now two blocks in two games of, of punts among some and the drop punts and, and all those other things. So it's starting to add up a little bit. Fasteners, et cetera, post-game show. Weigh in. PNC Bank phone line is 356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line 351-5357. Yes, uh, of course, it was a total collapse. Um, we have to be a better football team than this, uh, but the, the – Part of the game that you talked about, yeah, it got out of hand a little bit. Special teams for the second week really hurt us. Weren't able to get anything going offensively today and defensively, you know, still just didn't play good enough. So uh, don't have a whole lot of reasons for why. You know, we're a little banged up, but uh, we should play better than that. Welcome back to the Fasters Etc. post-game show. Lovey Smith talking about this 63-0 loss. Uh, Scott Docterman of The Athletic, who covers the Iowa Hawkeyes, says this loss matches the worst in Illini history. A 1906 63-0 loss against Chicago, which used to be in the Big Ten back in the day, and also took place on November 17th. I, uh, I don't know if that's by point spread or or shut out whatever I mean it's not a good one I don't know if we, it's worth diving into what makes it the worst loss Darren Rubble on Twitter uh, pointed out that uh, pointed to a uh, bad bet for a lot of people that had actually picked Illinois to cover the 14 and a half point spread um, I would have thought that was a reasonable thing to do just based on where I thought these two programs were but it just this just went this just went bad in a, in a hurry today for Illinois, and uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to swallow. Now, one of the challenges now, Michael, will be how does this team get ready? At, oh, well, let me ask you, do you think it's a big challenge? To me, it would seem like a big challenge to pick yourself back up and go, all right, there's no bowl game anymore on the horizon. I got nothing to play for except some pride and that Land of Lincoln trophy on Saturday. It's It's all about pride at this point. I mean, those seniors – are going into their last game they will ever play for the University of Illinois. There's n- nothing that you can go around that. That's the truth. It's you go out there and you attack your preparation the way you haven't ever. Um, next week you have no academic things that you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. You have no classes, you have no tests, you don't have midterms, you don't have anything. It's Thanksgiving break. The only, well, the only challenge for next week that way is tryptophan and too much turkey. And as yeah. long as you limit yourself there. You have to get past Thursday. It's <laughs> you got to go in and attack Thursday. Uh, but in all seriousness, it's something that you have to really attack. And we got to have a good game plan here for Thanksgiving dinner, guys. <laughs> most definitely. Do you spend it together as a team? or uh, Typically, there will be a a meal that the team has together. Uh, a lot of family of the coaching staff will come in. A lot of the sports staff family will come in, and you eat together as a family. And it's 
I think it's a nice touch. Uh, sometimes you, sometimes you're given the opportunity to have it as more of a lunch, and then you get to, depending on how far away you are, uh, you have the opportunity to go home. But um, it really comes. It really depends on uh, the coach. Now, me being from Champaign, Illinois, it was not hard for me. To yeah, go you to could get home, but yeah. And uh, coaches would encourage guys to. Uh, bring their bring teammates with you i had a few teammates that would come over to uh my house for thanksgiving it was a really nice time all right back to the phones here on the fasteners etc post game show of the pnc bank fan line brian is up in champagne you've been hanging on brian appreciate it what's up brian we have you there did i press the right button hello there you are brian yeah you're on the air with us Stupid phone's got a mute button. I'm sorry. Uh, a couple things I heard is in, in uh, uh, Lovey's, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, press conference, post-game press conference, He he's telling us that he doesn't know what's going on with the team. Well, what, what the heck's the deal with that? Um, the other thing that I'm concerned about is I know our defense is in the tank. We haven't done anything defensively all year, but the offense has been good all year. Um, you know, you well, a couple couple weeks ago, we, we throw 500 yards and 33 points on the board. We get beat by 30. Um, ha, ha, have we lost – has, has Lovey lost the team, or what do you guys think about that? I'll hang up and listen because I don't know because I don't get to follow it as close. Sure, sure thing. All right, appreciate it, Brian. I, I mean, one thing about today is Illinois had a good defense. I was a good defense. That's not all of it. That's not all of the story by any stretch of the imagination, but we knew coming in Iowa was a, a good defense. But losing the team, I don't know. I guess only the players would know that. That's a dangerous thing to speculate because if you put that out there, uh, sometimes uh, if the media grabs onto that and really propagates that, whether it's a rumor or truth, uh, it can feed into the locker room depending on the situation. As for me, I don't think he's lost the locker room at all. Uh, it's just it's just one of those things. It's really difficult to be at this point in the year to be 4-7. and seven. It's hard to be able to go out there and go to work, but if you can go out there and go to work and really show that you're here to because you're proud to be an Illini, you're proud to be a, say, a tight end for the Fighting Illini like Austin Roberts or wide receiver for the Fighting Illini like Sam Mays or a a record-setting kicker like Chase McLaughlin. You go out there, you do it for the pride that you are a Fighting Illini. You know, there are uh, some quotes coming out from various uh, reporters that cover the team, and you know, Isaac Trotter has a quote from Austin Roberts after the game saying, uh, talking about just what it meant to play for Illinois. You're making a little kid's dream. I wouldn't trade this experience for the world. Uh, Nick Allegretti offering words of that he believes the team will be better next year and just that weren't consistent enough, that coming from Gavin Good, uh, reporting on that. So just seeing some of the quotes that are coming through on, on Twitter right now doesn't sound like guys that are, A, just putting on a face, and B, that are playing in a locker room that uh, is is lost to the coach. So... Um, you know, there's been some points of why, you know, we've heard some comments tonight. Why would anyone come play for, for Illinois? 
And I get it. I'm not ignorant to the fact that if you're not a winning program, yeah, that's a tougher sell to recruits. But that's not the whole thing. That's not the whole story when it comes to recruiting. Illinois, are they facing an uphill battle? Absolutely. Will Lovey turn this around on the recruiting and on the winning end? I don't know yet. I'm not trying to be ignorant of all that, but I'm just saying to paint a picture of, well, nobody's ever going to come here and this blowout loss just ends all recruiting hope. Uh, I'm not into that dark corner yet. I mean, you you go to the University of Illinois not to play for a coach. You go because you want to be a fighting Illini. Uh, there are two kinds of recruiting that you see. It's I'm going to go play for this coach or I'm going to go pl- play for this school. Look at Mike Epstein. Mike Epstein was the first commit of his class. He committed to Bill Cubitt. Bill Cubitt gets fired, and what happens? He stays because he's committed to the University of Illinois. And those are the kinds of guys you want on the team. And it takes a certain kind of person to come to a not-so-great situation like Illinois has right now and want to be a special part of a turnaround. But it's going to be... It's a hard sell, but if you get the right guys, it's not a hard sell at all. Back to the phones, 356-9397 on the PNC Bank fan line. It's our guy, Steve from Peoria. Hey, Steve. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me on, Michael. Great job on the show, as always. You guys do wonderful, especially two nights, tough night for everyone. Uh, But, uh, you know, i just like to – you mentioned a couple of the seniors. I'd like to thank the seniors and wish them well in their future endeavors. Uh, what they've given to the program. It's, it's been uh, a pleasure to come to the games to watch those guys do the best that they could on Saturdays and some Friday nights. And uh, for, for all the folks, just, just take a chill pill and relax. I've said before, you know, Coach Smith, he's not going anywhere. You know, he's going to be here next year, okay? That, that's the way it's just going to be, okay? And um, Michael made a point earlier. He's kind of doing my math. You know, uh, I think, you know, we've got two more wins than we had last year. Okay, so if we can get all I want is two more next year so we can get six and then we can talk about going to a bowl, you know, and then if that doesn't happen, then 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 maybe you can talk about some changes or something. But I I, I think next year uh, with uh, development, another year of development with these younger kids um, getting bigger, stronger, faster, as they always say, you know, cliche, um, it's bowl season for us. And uh, you guys were mentioning <laughs> some of our uh, top recruits that, that are coming in. Um, they, they have verbal to us, and, you know, sometimes people change their minds, you know, especially kids, and I hope they don't. So I'm, I've got my fingers crossed about those recruits, and a few more we hopefully will get. But until they sign on the dotted line, I'm not comfortable. And the bottom line is, you know, next week, Let's just go up to Chicago and, and spank Northwestern, and then everybody have a good taste in their mouth uh, up until next spring. Get ready for football again. You know that's the bottom line. That's why I want to I want to beat Northwestern. So guys, thanks for having me on. Great show, and uh, hopefully talk to you next week. He's from Peoria. Well, thank you, Steve, as always. And yeah, that'd be a nice taste to have in your mouth after Thanksgiving dinner. You just followed up with a win over Northwestern up there at Ryan Field. Most definitely. I want a situation like we had with the basketball team a few years ago where Northwestern had one of its historic great seasons and then they didn't beat Illinois once. I would just love it if that happened next week for the football team. That's sort of like, you know, if you only win one game kind of thing. Oh, most definitely. You talk to an Iowa State fan, 
if they go one and eleven and their one win is against the University of Iowa, it's successful season, no question. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's get a scoreboard update. Evan Kahn back in studio with us. For an update on our Allstate agent, Craig Dedimore scoreboard with offices in Champaign and Decatur. You're in good hands with Allstate. What's up, Evan? Sorry about that. There no, you go. You're, you're fine. Uh, we will get to those top 25 scores, but I figure we'll start with some scores hitting a little closer to home. That is high school football scores. We'll go just down 1, 2, 3A, local teams in all of them. Argena, the lone local team to lose. They fell to Camp Point Central 35-22. to Tough loss for Argena. Had an undefeated season going, and they lose in the semifinals there. In the 2A, it's going to be a Central Illinois State Championship. Gibson City remains undefeated. They won 14-7 over Lenark. Lenark Eastland, I'm not sure where that is. Pearl City. Uh, it is kind of northern Illinois. Yeah. I had to learn that myself this week. Yeah, Gibson City, a central Illinois team in the northern part of the 2A bracket. They will face off against Moroa Forsyth, who beat St. Teresa 16-14 to on a safety. St. Teresa had a punt that got fumbled, ended up going out of the back of the end zone. Moroa goes up to, they end up winning by that score, 16-14. to So it will be a Moroa-Gibson City state final next Saturday. Wow. In at Memorial Stadium. And then the final area team, Monticello, Coley Welter finally gets over the hump. He's going to go to a state championship game as well. Monticello offense doing what they do, scoring 40 points and beating Carlinville 40-14. Really happy for Coley Welter there. I think they said, uh, or I'm getting to Moroa here. Moroa's coach, seven semifinals in his 14 years, and I think Coley Welter is something similar to that, five semifinals in 10 years. So he gets over the hump. They will take on Byron, who won 42 to nothing. I think Byron won the two a, or the 3A last year as well, so, so they got the work cut out for him. Absolutely. Yeah, congratulations to the Sages, uh, Moroa Forsyth, Gibson City, Melvin Sibley, all those teams advancing. Uh, all right, what else is happening? Um, not a whole lot. Clemson's really close with Duke in the second quarter, seven to six. Clemson still ranked number two. Kansas just hired um, less miles. Me, less miles. Yeah. They are leading Oklahoma at Oklahoma, ten to seven. That one's early in the second quarter, though. Uh, rest of the top twenty-five. Uh, uh, oh, another upset. There we go. Uh, Forty-five to forty-one. Oklahoma State defeats West Virginia. West Virginia was kind of teetering on that playoff line, so I'm guessing that loss is going to bump them out. Um, I'm going to say no more upsets, and then I'm going to scroll and see one more upset. Florida State, they beat Boston College 22-21. to Boston College ranked 20th, so not really a whole lot. Once you get towards the bottom of the top 25, it's it's kind of a toss-up. Thanks much, Evan. Appreciate it. And, uh, by the way, Wisconsin basketball beating Houston Baptist right now in the in the first half, twenty six to eleven. Michigan Wolverines beat George Washington eighty four to sixty one. Don't forget Illinois men's basketball Monday night here on these airwaves. Nine uh, nine o'clock our game day coverage will begin. Nine thirty is the uh, or ten thirty. Excuse me is the is the tip-off for Illinois in Maui against Gonzaga. I forgot the most important one, Illinois Volleyball, currently up two sets to none on yes. DWS. If we're still here and uh, the DWS listeners uh, will, will join up with us as well. 
depending on how that match proceeds. All right, Michael Martin, time for our keys to the game. They're brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champagne, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Boy, uh, like I said at the outset, not a whole lot of things that went right in this one for Illinois uh, beyond Rayvon Bonner. So I don't know how you size this one up. If there's one key that stands out for you. I mean, ball security, at at the end of the day, it's ball security. Ball security is job security, and the offense didn't have it, so they didn't do their job. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to go with this at uh, injuries, and it's not really a key to the performance on the field, but Illinois is just depleted, and I think that led into a lot of mistakes and problems that happened as well. Um, but all three phases did not execute well enough, consistently enough, um, or just enough at all. And Illinois loses kind of an ugly, it was really ugly, in fact, 63 to nothing. I said kind of as if a, there's need to soften it. You can't really soften a 63 to nothing loss. Keys of the game also brought to you by Culligan and Muhammad. Hard water in your home. Culligan and Muhammad has been treating water since 1948. Culligan is the better water company. Google Culligan and Muhammad today or call Jeremy at 217-586-2313. Illinois volleyball gets the win. They beat Rutgers. Not a surprise given where those two programs are. The number four team in the nation continues its winning ways. We're back with more in a moment. You're listening to the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. Join the conversation by calling us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. I think it was a little of both, but, I, you know, it always starts up front, but um, just... You know, our offensive line versus our defensive line, they won today. I mean, it's, it was a bone-on-bone -bone game. Same way uh, on the other side of the football. Our defensive line, uh, they, their offensive line, of course, were able to block us. And once that happens, nothing else goes right once you, you dominate, you know, both line of scrimmages. Lovey Smith saying basically the game was lost in the trenches up front. There was a lot of mistakes as well. Illinois loses 63 to nothing. An ugly one at Memorial Stadium to close out the home slate for this Illinois football team. That is now 4-7 and seven on the year. A bowl trip uh, all but eliminated from possibility. Every once in a while a five-win team gets to go bowling, but there's a lot of other things that have to happen, and you don't really call yourself bowl eligible unless you get Six wins. Three five six nine three nine seven is the number for the PNC Bank fan line, and the Castle Heating and Cooling text line is three five one five three five seven. Six three zero texture says, "Was it really necessary to run a fake kneel right before halftime?" Referring to what Iowa did. Uh, I don't know if there's a decorum, Michael, but I felt like that was unnecessary. I, I thought it was a bit classless for Kirk Ferentz. On in all honesty, he's. I thought he was the type of coach that didn't get all cutesy with, with fakes and going forward on long fourth downs, and I guess I was wrong. Uh, I mean, I would argue that he's one of the best coaches in the Big Ten right now. Um, I heard him referred to as the dean of the Big Ten coaches uh, earlier in the broadcast, but um, I was very, very surprised that they went for that little bit of cheap tri trickeration right I, before I, happening. I've not heard of that kind of reputation of Kirk Ferentz and uh, – 
you know, I guess the team can always go for whatever they want to go for. But, yeah, I, I kind of agree. That was just – maybe Kirk Ferentz didn't make that call. Maybe that was coming from a coordinator. Maybe it was – I don't know. Maybe it was coming from Nate Stanley. I don't, I, I have no idea. But ultimately it rests with Kirk Ferentz. He's the one that has to answer that. But, I mean, it's well within the rules. But, it's you know, kind of like baseball, There's sometimes there's un, some unwritten rules. And that just felt like you don't need to throw salt in the wound here on a, on a game that's uh, – was already 35 to nothing at, at half. All right, let's go to our beyond the expected play here. Don't fall behind early in the game. Build a solid lead against the unexpected with Pekin Insurance. Visit PekinInsurance.com or contact a Pekin Insurance agent to start defending your assets. You know, uh, Iowa was up. They scored early and often, but I felt like this one sort of started to make this feel like it was going to be a long day at the office for the Illini. Because Brown is out today. Corbin was shaken up again. First and ten. Hand off to Rayvon Bonner. Runs it right. Fumbles the football. Scooped up by Iowa. And they're going to have a scoop and score. Epinenza runs it in. Touchdown, Iowa. And, yeah, that was Rayvon Bonner's fumble. He still, though, was the bright spot for Illinois today with his first 100-yard rushing game of his career, 111 yards, picking up the slack from Reggie Corbin, who uh, basically had one carry and a net negative four today. Uh, didn't seem to me like Reggie Corbin was 100%. Uh, we, I mean, he obviously got injured in last week's ball game, came to play but today, but he, it just didn't seem like he could get going and then left the ball game. Yeah, uh, I really feel for Reggie. It's hard to try to go out there. Uh, I mean, everybody tries to play through injury. Um, it just didn't work out for Reggie today, and it's – at this point point in the season, everybody's a little bit dinged up, and you got to know when you can go. All right, our peak in insurance beyond the expected play there. We're back with more in a moment. Yeah, that's it. Um, as I talk to the team, I mean, this is a scar. We have to own this performance, but uh, after a disappointing loss like this, uh, the, the only way you can really feel good about the season is to finish off beating your rivals. So quick turnaround for us this week. We'll go back to work against Northwestern tomorrow. Nothing else you can do but turn the page. I don't know, Michael Martin, is this a game that the coaching staff pulls the film out for and shows the team? Uh, there are a few things, but uh, for most of it, definitely not. You bury it, you burn it, you do whatever you want with it, <laughs> except for watch it. Uh, these days you can't actually burn the film, you know. It's just all digital. Yeah, it's a quick delete, but I mean, <laughs> sometimes, depending on the coach, which Coach Smith is not this kind of coach, but depending on the coach, coaches bring out props so they can uh, literally do something to it. <laughs> Maybe like a a special tool or or a fireplace or some sort of ceremonial. Bring something out. Even if it's an old VHS tape, there's still some in the uh in the video uh yeah, editing yeah, room. Yeah, a VHS tape or a uh and a sledgehammer perhaps or something like that. <laughs> Okay, our final look at the Craig Dedimore All-State Agents scoreboard with offices in Champaign and Decatur. You're in good hands with All-State. Evan Kahn with us again. Yeah, last time I did this, I looked at the wrong week, so we're not going to do that this time. <laughs> we are going to look ahead at some Illinois sports coming up on our airwaves. Uh, you might have heard it on DWS Volleyball with the win. Three games, three sets to nothing uh, over Rutgers, and they will play again next Wednesday 
at Michigan State. We aren't sure if that will be on our airwaves because Illinois basketball, men's basketball, is out in Maui. They play Monday at 10.30. Our game day coverage starts at 9. Then they will play Tuesday and Wednesday, depending on how the games prior go. So just kind of stay tuned for, for details on that. And we don't want to forget about Illinois women's basketball. They will be on DWS tomorrow afternoon against Columbia. One o'clock tip, Dave Lone. No, Dave Lone's not on the call. We've got our own Scott Beatty on the call there. Who? Yeah. Who? Yeah, Dave Lone is, you know, traveling with volleyball. So until uh, that season wraps up, yours truly on that call. And most importantly, saw a tweet while we were scrolling through here during this postgame show. 89 days until catchers and pitchers report for spring training. Beautiful. Love it. And that means Illinois baseball season isn't too far away either. Yeah, uh, that that might be a more exciting season than the Cubs, depending on how their spending goes, but that's that's for another time. <laughs> we can talk about that if you want. Uh, maybe on a sports shot coming up. All right, thanks much, Evan, and uh, Evan Kahn uh, doing all the heavy lifting here in studio all day long. Really appreciate it. All right, Michael Martin, uh, first of all, just uh, a thanks to you for – uh, all that you've uh, contributed here. You've been a contributor all year on Sports Talk about Illinois football and uh, pinch hit here in a couple of situations for post-game coverage, so I really appreciate it. And uh, You've uh, taken the ride here on the ups and downs of Illinois football as a player. Now you get to do it in studio. Appreciate you doing that. Well, I really appreciate the opportunity that uh, you've afforded me, Scott. I look forward to working with you in the future. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, final thoughts on this one? On to the next one. Beat Northwestern. <laughs> Goal line Very good, very good. Hey, thanks to everybody for tuning in today for our game day coverage all day long. Our our chief engineer is Ed Bond. Already uh, gave a shout-out there to Evan Kahn for his work behind the scenes. Operations manager is Jim Lewis. And general manager is Mike Hale. We do this again next Saturday, 1 o'clock game day, before Illinois at Northwestern for the final game of the year. And Fasteners, et cetera, post-game show after that. By the way, uh, as soon as football is done, if you're listening on our AM side next week, it will again uh, we'll split off and go to volleyball as they have their final regular season match of the year at home against Purdue. And right here on our FM side, Light Rock 97.5, our post-game show will continue on as normal. Thanks so much, everybody. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you again real soon. The preceding program was an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations.